What's up, guys? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. This is your host, Corey Caesar. It's Sunday, August 12th. This is going to be episode 9, entitled Swimming with Extinction. Um, I hope you enjoyed episode 8, Loose Necked. If you haven't listened yet, finish this episode, then go back and listen. Um, Hope it sounded better. If you had listened, you noticed we had the new mic we talked about. We had the full setup today, so this episode should sound pretty professional. Also, we have everything with the boom arm, arm, the pop filter, the iPad, the um, uh, Apple Pencil, all working together. I think it went smooth. We didn't cut anything. I haven't put it together yet, so I haven't listened to it you know, fully pieced together, but I didn't cut anything. So the, the main portion of this is one big chunk. No editing. There's going to be zero editing on this one. It's going straight through because everything sounded good. Um, as always, follow Chromatic Distortion social media pages on Instagram and Facebook. It should be very easy to find. Just type Chromatic Distortion into the search box, and we should pop up. Um, yeah, be involved. We got like 300, 350. We just got over three, over the 350 mark. We're up to like 370. 370 listeners. It's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy. Hope you guys are enjoying it. I'm having fun doing this, and I really appreciate it. Um, so, so get on, get involved in those social media pages, and uh, share them with people, or just tell your friends uh, uh, to hit one of those apps and listen. Um, this episode is being brought to you by Manwich Brand Calamari. This calamari is made with only the best and natural ingredients. For you people that like natural ingredients, this one's for you. It's made exclusively with that blanket octopus. All right. That blanket octopus, it's the Jedi of the ocean. Man, which calamari is top of the line bougie food. Go to www.blanketpuss.oct and enter Dingle Juice at checkout, and you will receive a free Portuguese man of war tentacle sword free with every purchase now that is while supplies last so get in quick get in early all right guys without any further ado this is chromatic distortion episode nine swimming with extinction welcome 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 to chromatic distortion with Corey caesar Welcome back 
had to switch up that intro music if you notice from that Michael Jackson's Dirty Diana. That's what the normal song is. Had to put on that uh, Vanilla Ice, that uh, Ice Ice Baby. Just heard it on my Pandora. But uh, that Dirty Diana, man, that's one of my all-time favorite Michael songs, to be honest with you guys. And that might be the best song on the entire album, Bad. And that's a bold-ass statement. Because Bad, if you remember correctly, had some bangers on it. I mean, it had, had, it had uh, Leave Me Alone. It had Smooth Criminal. It had The Way You Make Me Feel. It really turns me on. You know what turns me on? Of course, it had Bad. Who's Bad? It had Man in the Mirror. All bangers. But that Dirty Girl, Dirty Diana, man. That might be the best song on that album. You heard it here first on Chromatic Distortion, because like I said, that's a bold statement. Not too many people are going to put that song up there in the top of that album. But I'd also like to say that was probably White Mike, but uh, I would like to think that was White Mike, at least, that wrote that beautiful masterpiece. Uh, but Bad was definitely that start of that transition, his transition into Vitilago. Because if you remember, you had like uh, Forever Michael, Off the Wall, and Thriller uh, came out before Bad. And that was definitely um, Black Michael, as adult Michael at least. And uh, he, he kind of looked like Eric LaSalle in Coming to America, if you remember that. The girl uh, Eddie Murphy was chasing uh, her fiancé, uh, Eric LaSalle, and Coming to America. They had that Jerry Kerr, and that Jerry Kerr was hot back then. But uh, Bad and Dangerous, which was the album right after that, that was kind of like his trans- transition into White Michael. And then uh, 10 years later, in like 2001, he came out with Invincible. And he was just full on White Michael at that point. And uh, he couldn't even go out in the sun no more. He was like a vampire, just sucking on little boys' necks. I think he might have been a little confused, too. I'm not real sure. But uh, he thought he was Peter Pan, but carried an umbrella like Mary Poppins. So that didn't make any sense. But he made some amazing music. I love Michael, man. From the Jackson 5, man, he did some Motown through the entire transition to full-blown Vitilago. Michael's my boy. But Vanilla Ice was always vanilla and cold. And Ice Ice Baby, like I said, came up on my Pandora. And that dude kicked it off, uh, kicked it with some ninjas one time, too, if you remember. And those ninjas were uh, of the turtle variety. I believe it was Ninja Turtles 2. And they beat Shredder up and then kicked into a concert with Vanilla Ice. And he was singing, go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. That's right. That was a badass song. And uh, Vanilla Ice was a badass dude. <laughs> Not really, but, you know, uh, you know what his real name was, though? His real name was Robert Matthew Van Winkle. And don't get more vanilla than that. And he had a little transition. He went had a little transition from uh, from rap to rock. But the rap version, Van Winkle, had that beautiful high top fade, if you remember. Uh, and, uh, you know, you felt like you'd almost climb right up them steps. He had, like, those steps on the side. And you felt like you'd climb those steps and sit right on top of his uh, his high top and just eat, like, one of those taquitos from, uh, from 7-Eleven and just listen to his DJ Revolve It. And I don't know if a, if a white dude could really even 
rock that high top uh, fade anymore these days. Because there's a thing called uh, cultural uh, appropriation. And it's a hot topic right now here in uh, what I like to refer to as Narnia land. And cult, uh, cultural appropriations is dumb, dude. It doesn't even make any sense. Because I thought the angle here was to be like a more exclusive. You know, like everyone's supposed to be one. We're supposed to be one race, one species, one human, just co-inhabiting this land as one. But then you turn around and say that I can't rock some dreadlocks or that high top fade because some people scattered out of uh, out of Africa and explored uh, back in the day. And we were all dark. And uh, we all came from Africa. And some happened to come across and settle in places that were cold and rainy with a lot of cloud cover. Places like modern-day England and Europe and developed white skin so we weren't because uh, we weren't getting enough vitamin D from the sun. That's basically what, uh, basically what vanilla people are, guys. If you didn't know, it's a, we're, we're a solar panel for vitamin D, which is produced in the skin as it absorbs the uh, UVB from the sun. That's that ultraviolet B uh, rays. And vitamin D plays an important role in not only bone growth and the body's natural protection against certain diseases, it's also the, ability, uh, the inability to absorb enough in the areas of less powerful sunlight would have decreased life expectancies uh, in our ancient ancestors. Uh, and the further north they trekked, obviously, the more vitamin D they needed. And the lighter they got over the generations due to natural selection. And natural selection is evolution, guys. And we're going to do a whole episode on evolution, human evolution, but this isn't the episode. Uh, but the only reason why we look different is because we migrated to different climates. Lighter skin, the more north and away from the sun you went, and the people that stayed and went more south by the equator and shit uh, kept that extra uh, melanin as a natural defense uh, from too much sun. That's all it is. That's the only genetic difference, guys. Either way, your body needs that vitamin D from the sun. So this is my endorsement to just go out and enjoy the beach. You know, the last few weeks we have a summer. We ain't got that much time left. The uh, weather's changing here in northwest Indiana, that Chicagoland area where you're, uh, where we're recording this from. And uh, you can just tell everyone you're working on that vitamin D and your mental health because the sun's uh, good for both of those. So that's a win-win. And if you live by the ocean, you need to uh, watch out for them sharks wanting to come up and just maybe get a little taste of that vitamin D skin. All kinds of shit uh, out in the ocean that'll kill you, man. Steve Ir Ir uh, Irwin was the crocodile hunter. Didn't even die from a crocodile, did he? Nope. He died from a bitch-ass stingray in the ocean. The ocean is nutty, man. All kinds of weird shit out there that can fuck us up. And uh, we don't even know that that much about it. We don't even know. We really don't know dick about the ocean. We only explored about five percent of that bad boy. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy to think about. Only five percent of the ocean we explored. I think the ocean makes up like seventy percent of Earth. And that's some uh, 
there's some scary there's some scary lurking uh looking shit out there just lurking in the ocean depths i mean you can google google a few of these and just kind of uh kind of look just look how bizarre they look there's that northern stargazer that's not even uh far from us that's right in our home it's found in eastern united states and that bad boy the northern stargazer he burrows itself in the sand uh to camouflage himself and when unexpected prey comes near this dude shoots out an electrical shock, bro, and shocks you into submission and then eats you. And he kind of it's kind of weird if you look at the picture of him burrowing. He's kind of just looking up at the sky. It's just his face showing. So it's kind of I'm assuming that's why they call him the Northern Stargazer cuz he's kind of like looking up at the stars. That's kind of a cool life, I guess, just kind of chilling there looking up. Just being like, "Man, what's up there? I wonder what's up there." Kind of like we do. What's up there? And then you see a little prey come around and you just snatch it up. Get yourself a little snack. Get yourself a little fruit loop. Then you got the uh, the giant isopod. And uh, they might not be related to insects, but if you see a picture of it, it looks like one. Well, it looks like a flea. Like a giant flea with about 12 little nail legs. Things fucking crazy looking. Uh, they kind of look like a pill bug, if you know what a pill bug looks like. And uh, they're, they're massive crustaceans. These things can grow two and a half feet in length. Could you imagine a two and a half foot long flea coming at you? Come on. That's scary in itself. Uh, I, I guess they're harmless. They're kind of uh, found at the bottom of the ocean. Um, they, they, they're um, like catfish and shit. They just eat the dead stuff on the bottom. So they don't really uh, hunt. So I guess they're not that scary, but they look freaky as fuck. Then you got like the... Uh, the black swallower. Go ahead and Google the black swallower. Now you might get some weird things coming up on your search engine. You need to disregard all them cuck videos. I'm talking the fish, the black swallower. And uh, black swallowers, like the name suggests, swallows its prey whole. And it can gorge itself on animals so large, they start decomposing in its stomach before it even has a chance to start digesting it. So it just sits there for so long while it's digesting some of the body. So to, to use it as energy, that, that fish just starts decaying in its stomach. That thing probably has some horrible acid reflux disease, I bet. Probably some stank-ass breath, too. Smell like dog shit. Then you got, like, a, the barrel eye. Google that thing. That thing looks like a fucking dolphin, dude. This thing's cool. It looks like a dolphin with, like, a hollow head. Like, you can see right through. You can see its cool brain. And, like, it's too... Two big ass brain eyes is what it looks like, and they they, they say the uh, barrel eye sees all. Basically, it's like a deep fee, uh, deep sea fish, and like I said, it's transparent, and it has the ability to move its eyes all the way around to see what's behind it. It's like a poltergeist fish with its eyes, and uh, it's a it's a it's another deep sea fish that likes to uh to eat its shit whole, just engulf it whole. It's weird. These deep sea fish they like to eat shit whole. And then you got that frilled shark. Now, if you ever seen a frilled shark, they're weird looking. They look like a like a snake or an eel with a with a giant like snake snake head, but like a shark nose. And um, what's most terrifying about it? It's got like twenty five rows of teeth. They have like three hundred total teeth in this mouth, dude. Can you imagine that shit? And then grow like six feet long. And not only is that those that mouth kind of scary. But they constrict their prey like snakes. They're little snake sharks. Snakes are gangster as fuck, man. 
apex predators of the sea, just murking everything. Sharks are one of evolution's greatest masterpieces, too. And they've been swimming the oceans for like 450 million years. Think about that. Survived four of the five big extinction events. Can't kill them. I can't even comprehend how long that is. I just saw the new Jurassic Park, actually. People want to see dinosaurs. Just look at sharks, man. Just look at the shark. In fact, sharks were around 200 million years before the dinosaurs even. That's crazy to think about. Everyone always thinks like the dinosaurs was the start. It wasn't even close to the start. Man, sharks, um, we have roaming them sea streets today, are thought to have adopted uh, their modern features, actually, during the Jurassic and Croatian periods about 200 million years ago. So they basically started looking like the sharks we see today during uh, the dinosaurs' reign. And that uh, that frilled shark we just talked about a few minutes ago, that thing's like 80 years old. That thing's been like that for 80 year, uh, 80 million years, sorry. Not 80. That's stupid. That's like us. 80 million years. That's crazy. That thing's basically unchanged for 80 million years. It's been lurking in the ocean. Strangling fish. There's actually a bunch of animals that roamed alongside the dinosaurs we forget about. Got that goofy-ass platypus. Been swimming the motions for about 122 million years. Also, fun fact, if you didn't know that, uh, this, they're one of the only two mammals that lay eggs. Because, you know, mammals are what? Um, give live birth, warm-blooded, I believe, and have hair instead of fur, right? That's what makes you a mammal. Well, two mammals that they say are mammals lay eggs. And one of them happens to be this old-ass platypus, and the other one's a spiny anteater. And you also know about these fucking disgusting-ass cockroaches which have been around forever. Hate cockroaches. I, um, down in the south, they got them big, they call them water bugs. They're not water bugs, they're big-ass cockroaches, but they fly. They're everywhere. You can't stop them. It's not because you're dirty. Just, they're just there. Um, the house Senate, uh, the house uh, cockroaches we have here, they're just because you're dirty. But uh, I had one of those big-ass those big cockroaches when I was on the road working. I had like a, uh, like a, like a flame, like a torch that we used to um, put heat uh, heat shrink over like uh, over wires and stuff, and dude, I fro- I I do I I'm not I mean maybe this sounds cruel or not I don't know I'm one of those big ass cockroaches in this vault, and uh, it was running around. I took this torch. I took this torch to this cockroach, and let me just tell you guys, it didn't die very quickly, and I feel bad about it. To the point where I had to step on this thing. I burned him for a minute. Dude just took it. Like a champ. It like it was like fuck it. It's just some flame on my back. I'm going to keep living. It kind of smelled a little bit too. But I stepped on it. I wasn't that cruel. Uh, so you already know roaches never die man. And uh, these, these insects were one of the most dominant species. Um, back in the day dude. In the uh, carbon carboniferous uh, period. Which took place like. 360 million years ago, which is like 110 million years before the dinosaurs even were here. The cockroaches running this shit, which is crazy. That's some men in black shit. Remember them cockroach? That that thing was powerful. And then we have those majestic ass green sea turtles. I love turtles. Ninja turtles too. We talked about that. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Uh, but the slow and steady wins the race champion for about 
200 million years is the giant ass sea turtle, the green one. Because it survived the global uh, extinction because they developed a wide array of adaption survival techniques that allow them to survive bad times. For instance, when it gets too cold, if you didn't know this, an aquatic turtle will naturally hibernate. So it'll just get cold and it'll just go into hibernation. And if it gets too like too hot and dry, aquatic turtles will uh, estivate or dig themselves into mud holes. And they just wait out the problem. And that's crazy. And then uh, the one that most people probably have uh, on their mind about uh, the dinosaurs roaming are the crocodiles because they look like a dinosaurs. But they're actually starting to think that dinosaurs may have more resembled birds than reptiles, that they were like feathered. And I think it's because they're finding like fossilized, fossilized feathers now in some of these, uh, these dinosaurs. And uh, that'd be kind of crazy though, right? They'd be like some big-ass peacocks. Big-ass Tyrannosaurus Rex peacock. Maybe it's just flinging that tail out trying to get some poisse, you know, some pussy. Um, but uh, sharks are still doing their thing, man. Basically unchanged. It's kind of crazy. I think in Australia, I just saw in the news, an Australian teacher uh, stumbled upon a set of fossilized like three-inch teeth from an extinct shark known as the Great Jagged Narrow Tooth Shark. And that shark's like gets like 30 feet long i think the great whites get like 20 feet but uh it was the cousin of megalodon um and that's the pimpest megalodon uh, megalodon was the pimpest of the sharks dude and uh, i've been seeing that movie promotions i'm sure you guys have too uh for that movie called the meg with uh jason statham it's all over the telly doesn't really look that bad uh, i'm probably gonna watch it um, it's a, I mean, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to go to the movie theater. I don't pay for movies, guys. I'll wait for them to come out. Um, but uh, it's like a Jaws-type movie, I think, with uh, the luxury of having that CGI. We talked about CGI in another episode. It just makes movies. You just do whatever you want with a movie, and it looks cool because you have CGI. But uh, what if Megalodon's still out there, man? Like I said, we barely even scratched the surface of the ocean and not one uh not one just just chilling out there in the middle of nowhere with like no predators they got no natural predators so you're you're telling me there can't be one we just we've been finding all kinds of what they call living fossils lately sharks and shit that uh they believe to be extinct and then have been found you know so you're telling me there's not just one out in the 95% of the ocean we have not explored. I don't know, man. It's possible. They could just be out there eating everything. And these things ate like a ton of meat a day. And by ton, I mean 2,000 pounds. Like 2,000 pounds of meat. That's a fucking diet, dude. We need 2,000 calories. They're like, nah, we need 2,000 pounds. I mean, Megalodon means big tooth. They find like 7-inch razor-sharp teeth. They had bigger teeth than... Most dudes' dicks. They eat whales and shit, man, for Christ's sakes. Eight whales. And uh, sharks often employ, like, some complex hunting strategies to engage large prey animals. Uh, meg- megalodon bite marks on whale fossils suggest that it employed different hunt- uh, hunting strategies, though, uh, against large prey than what the great white shark does. Unlike the great white shark, which 
targets usually under the belly of its prey just comes up right to the that's why surfers get hit they think it's seals on the top of the ocean and it's just coming up for a nibble and most of the time it realizes it's not it's the it's not its normal food and just kind of lets go that's why there's a lot of bites and not deaths with shark attacks um but megalodon targeted the heart and lungs so it was smart and uh, it used its thick teeth adapted for biting through tough bone uh, and this was indicated by bite marks inflicted uh, to some of the, these rib cages uh, and other tough bony areas on some whale remains that they find. And uh, towards the end of their reign, they were also known to start, there because they were changing their techniques, they would also come up from the bottom kind of like a great white does now on some of their smaller prey. But they started adapting to, I'm assuming they were, I think they were getting smaller towards the end probably because they weren't there wasn't as much food out in the ocean anymore but uh they were they started uh, immobilizing large whale by ripping apart and biting off fins dude before killing and feeding on it that's crazy dude they were just that's like like a cat playing with its food for entertainment before it eats you if you ever seen a cat some cats cats would just play with play with its prey it'll catch a mouse just to play with it before it kills it just having some fun you know, because they're, they're just killers. And uh, sharks are cool, man. But my favorite sea creatures are squids and octopuses. Because they're like intelligent fucking sea aliens, man. They're like really the aliens of the sea. They got big ass alien heads. And some 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 uh, some cool brains that, that do some cool shit. And uh, they're like little octopuses are like little aliens living on Earth. They solve puzzles. They've been known to use tools with like seashells and shit. And they communicate with color. They also squirt ink, open jars, and occasionally uh, pull a prank or two. I just saw a video of an octopus opening a jar from inside to escape. From inside. It was inside and just like spun the cap off. Figured out how it's like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. They're also known to like climb over their uh their their enclosures and at zoos and shit back in the day and go into the next tank and eat fish and then go back and not only did i see one escape from the inside uh which you know if i could pick someone to be on my team for that escape room i'm gonna go ahead and pick an octopus but i also saw one open a jar from the outside to get some food there was some food inside this jar and it figured out how to open this fucking jar, spin the cap off, and get this food. I thought that was pretty crazy. So you're not you're kind of not even you're not even safe in like a submarine if one of those giant squids wants a sandwich for dinner. It's just going to open you up. Spin that lever real quick. There's like that blanket octopus. Uh it can rip a pro- uh, th- listen how gangster this thing is. There's this blanket octopus it can it'll it'll rip a poisonous tentacle from a Portuguese man of war. That's a pimp ass fish to begin with, and wield it like a sword to ward off enemies as it as it soars through the ocean, tailing its webbed cloak behind it. It's a fucking Jedi, guys. The blanket octopus is a Jedi. It snatches up a sword and starts wheeling it like, "What's up, dude?" I saw them conquistadors. They came through with them swords. They took off all the land. Well, guess what? I'm going to take off, uh, take over all this ocean 
with this Portuguese man of war tentacle. And then if I need to flee, I'm, I got a cape. I got a cloak. Can't see me. So, you know, while Megalodon may not be around them ocean waters anymore, that giant, uh, that giant squid, that blanket octopus, and the colossal squid, you know, they are. And those things can be like 40 feet long, man, weigh like 2,000 pounds, those giant squids. And I think the colossal squid just a little bit bigger. It's like fatter. I don't think it's as long, though. But, man, they got heads, and they hold, uh, they hold eyes the size of, like, your grandma's dinner plates. They have the largest eyes in all the animal kingdom, which is weird to think about. You think a whale had a bigger eyes. It doesn't. It really doesn't. This octopus and squid, this uh, giant, uh, this giant squid and colossal squid got bigger eyes. They're like 10 to 12 inches in diameter, basically the size of like your head. So if you're looking in the mirror right now and you see your head, that's the size of this, this thing's eye. Could you imagine that? Just be like swimming in the dark. And then, like, look over to your right, and you see this big-ass fucking head, uh, eye the size of your head just staring at you. And it blinks. It's a horror flick, guys. But, uh, and they can, uh, they can snatch you up. They can snatch prey up from 33 feet. 33 feet away. By shooting out these two feeding tentacles. And these two little feeding tentacles. Think about that. 33 feet, guys. How long that is. That's, um... That's three basketball hoops stacked on top of each other. Uh, and the, they're tipped with hundreds of powerful, sharp-toothed suckers. And these feeding t- uh, tentacles um, are usually about double the total length of the squid on their own. Think about how crazy that is. That's a wingspan. And, uh, um, I mean, they just reach out. They could just, I mean, they take reaching out and touching somebody to a whole different level. Not only do they have those those two feeding tentacles, but they got the normal eight thick arms. But these arms are speckled with like two inch wide tooth suckers. They got two inch two inch wide tooth suckers. They guide the prey from these long ass feeding tentacles to the sharp beak in the center of their arm. So it's just like a a, a, a man beard because their mouth's in the middle, and these tentacles are just like it's live beard, just wiggling, and all these little suckers got two inch teeth on them and they just kind of keep pulling you in till you get to this little fucking bird beak so dinosaur bird beak um and that beak slices you up into these little bite-sized pieces now i'm assuming that these bite-sized pieces are bite-sized for this giant ass squid and not bite-sized for us right and then these bites are further cut and ground by this little thing they got called a radula and it's like a tongue it's like a tongue, but their tongue is covered with rows of teeth. Fuck that noise. It's like a Saw movie inside that beak. Like you're just getting ground up like a wood chipper. And then on the body's underside is this cool ass funnel. And it's like an amazing multi-purpose tool. And by pumping water and other fluids through this tunnel, it's it uses it to like exhale its breath. It expels its shit and piss from it. It lays eggs. It squirts that cool ass ink. Like, let me show you this magic trick. Here, let me disappear as I shoot some black ink in your face. 
And then it also uses this little thing to move through the water by jet propulsion. And if you've been listening to this podcast, we love jet propulsion on chromatic distortion. Anytime we can talk about some jet propulsion, we're going to do it. Plus, these fuckers are cannibals. They eat themselves. They eat other giant squid and other kinds of squid. They don't give a fuck. They're going to eat you. They're going to stick out them long-ass peeing tentacles 33 feet away and say, where are you going, bro? I got these big-ass eyes. I can see you. You can't see me, but I can see you. I'm just going to go ahead and grab you, pull you in, grind you up, jet propel out this bitch. Some people think you shouldn't even eat squid and octopus because of how uh, intelligent they are. Some people even argue, some scientists have been arguing that they may even be conscious, that they have some form of conscious. Now, I keep saying they're smart. They're smart in relative terms to the animal kingdom i think they say they're pretty equivalent to like a golden retriever but that's pretty smart for you wouldn't eat a golden retriever right so that's it's like the smartest known um like sea animal i guess or or whatever however they want to classify it it's like that so some people think you shouldn't eat them i don't really care how smart these things are because calamari is delicious so i'm gonna keep eating them because, I mean, to be honest with you, they would eat me. I'd be that little $7 app on the menu if they had a chance. If I was swimming in the water, they would grab me with them fucking feeding arms. They'd pull me in. I'd have to watch that beak coming at my face, dude. That'd be scary. Humans, man, I'm telling you, we're lucky because we're uber intelligent. Just like I said, on the spectrum of things, these octopus, even though they're cool, and they do some really cool shit with their DNA. You should Google that. It's a little bit too deep to get into on this podcast right here. But if you can look up like an, uh, what an octopus and squid can do with its DNA, it's pretty remarkable. So it's basically like changing. It's Our DNA is kind of coded um, to do something. So it's like it's, it's a set of instructions, and we can't really change it. We change like a very small portion of it We re, like to recode ourselves to make ourselves adapt. Uh, uh, squid's doing it in live time. It's pretty fucking unique. It, it like rewrites its RNA. You should look into it. It's pretty fascinating. But we're lucky because we're uber intelligent in comparison. And we're pussy. We're pussy to other pa- uh, animals on this planet. Um, we haven't been, because we haven't been around that long. And there's all types of animals and reptiles and insects that have survived mass extinction events. There's been five. There's been five total mass extinction events on Earth that we know of. Them sharks that we talked about, dude, they've made it through four of them. And they're still thriving. That means four times there have been events that have caused almost everything, plant life and animal life, to die. And they survived. That's how crazy they are. That's how... Uh, efficient they are that's how great they have evolved and specialized how they are but um we we as humans we haven't been through one yet so do you think uh we have the necessary uh evolutional changes to survive it or are we getting further away from being able to adapt to our natural surroundings uh that technology 
is taking us from. All right, guys, that's going to be all for episode nine, Swimming with Extinction. Hope you enjoyed it. As you heard, um, you heard a couple ideas we're going to have for some shows, episodes uh, further down the line. You heard I was going to I was going to do a human um, evolution episode. That's definitely going to happen. We're doing one. It's going to be a full probably 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm going to need some time to write that one. Um, get everything put together nice for that one to package it real nice definitely going to be doing a religion a religion episode so look forward to that one coming coming in um, i think the next week's episode is going to be the first serial killer edition that we talked about i think the first one's going to be the night stalker richard ramirez that's going to be the first showcase so be on the lookout for that um hope you uh hope you enjoyed hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you're enjoying all these episodes like i said in the intro we've had like 370 listeners right in that area um i appreciate it but uh you can listen to us tell your friends and if you don't like the app you're currently hearing this on or if you're listening to this from the web you can download an app man and you, you can like and subscribe you can find us on itunes everyone has itunes right apple Podcasts. everyone if you don't you have google so you can, do, you can get us on Google Podcasts. If you want to do that nice median, you can uh, download that Spotify. That's actually the second best platform we got right now is Spotify versus Apple Podcast. Um, you can also listen to us on Breaker, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And, of course, we publish these. And you can also listen to these on Anchor. Um, it's the link that I always post. It actually takes you to, the, to my, uh, my page on anchor so you can um, listen to it from there send me some messages whatever you want to do if you listen to this uh this far to this outro i got a little treat for you to end this if you notice there's about four minutes left of this taping a little bit longer if you're looking at the clock i got a little uh i got i got a little uh a little gift for you um for that uh that ninja in you that uh that go ninja go ninja go all right guys Have a good night. Episode 9, this is Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar, swimming with extinction. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of Chromatic Distortion.
That'd make you want to dance. You're not my friend. Not a doctor. <laughs> 